Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I am Patrick Vicious. I'm Rob the Slasher Drunkie. And today we are doing, the first one we're doing is one that I have pushed for, for like, basically, not since the beginning, but like, pretty close. Um, Because like, I recommended it to you, I remember like when I first saw it. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think, I'm pretty sure we talked about it like in the Discord back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's, uh, bodies, 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 um, which it's funny. Cause like, I remember it was like, when I first saw it, like, I was really excited to see it and I saw it on cinema day, um, the year that that happened where it was like the first year that happened where there was like, I saw bodies, 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 uh, jaws in 3d and then Maverick and IMAX and, um, bodies, bodies, bodies. I was just like, I enjoyed, but like, I was just like, it wasn't. I didn't feel like in that, in that moment, like it was it was all I had kind of hoped for. And then um, I had never, but the thing is, every day after that, I never for one second stopped thinking about it. Like it just stuck in my brain. Yeah. And so like, by the time that it was like out and available again, um, I instantly watched it again. And I really, I liked it even more. And then um, I kept going. Every time I watched it, I liked it more. Because I think the main thing is like, not to, I don't, it really doesn't count as a spoiler because literally it's just like saying, like, um, basically, um, if you've seen the movie, if you haven't, obviously, you can make the choice whether or not to hear this or not. But, um, it's basically structured as a slasher movie, but the reveal at the end is that there is no slasher, that basically is just, um, people being paranoid and eventually and essentially killing themselves, um, and each other. Um, and, um, I remember when I saw it, my first thought was, um, like, kind of disappointment. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, maybe that's just what a slasher movie is now? Like, and I don't mean that, like, in a bad way, but it's just, like, um, if you think about it, like, in terms of, like, in the time between Halloween and Scream, um, there was a very specific idea of what a slasher movie was, and it was just kind of yes people made their own twists on it and stuff but in the end it was very specific from like halloween to scream it was very specific and then you have scream and scream is a complete twisting of the idea of a slasher movie and so much so that it basically kind of i'm not gonna say broke but it definitely like changed slashers forever like because it's like now you kind of have more than one way to do it and when i was thinking about with this was I was like, maybe that's just what this is. Is it's like, it's another way to basically like, cause it's basically, it's the same structure. Like it's taking the same idea of yeah. basically like you introduce a group of kids, you have those kids get picked off one by one. Um, and you just take that and you apply it to something different and you use that against you. So that way the predictability factor is taken away from you. Right. Like, cause now like, cause that's like, there was always kind of like, originally there was like the very specific, like, you know who the killer is and like, they're going through. And then it was like, you don't know who the killer is. So you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And this is, there is no killer. <laughs> like, it's just like, and so it's like, I was like, maybe that's just a new version of it. Like maybe this is kind of the pilot program. Yeah. And honestly, it's too early to say whether or not it is or it isn't. But I did think that was really interesting. And it's something that has stuck with me ever since. Where I was just like, it's really, and I think it's funny is I remember I was reading recently um, an interview with the director where I guess originally in the original script, it, there was a killer. Yeah. And she was not into that. Um, and I was just like, honestly, that I think makes a more interesting movie, personally. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. I th- that is one of the, the the things I did like about it upon first watch, because uh, as as you know, um, the first time I saw it, I was kind of like eh on it. Um, I mean, I I I like you know the cast and you know and I like that whole thing about like the revelation that there is no killer and that the the like the the night's events were all for nothing. Um, because it, it reminded me of, of other movies, which I'll not name as to not spoil them. Um, but like, there is one in particular, you know, about that I'm a huge fan of. Um, and you know, say so I thought all oh, that was great. You know what I'm saying? I thought like, you know, it, it was directed really well and shot really well, especially like, you know, them, uh, basically being the lighting source for the entire. Yeah. I actually read that. Like apparently like if any of them didn't hit exact cues at exact yeah. seconds, the entire shot would have been worthless. <laughs> like yeah. so many times. Yeah. So like, you know, they had to be really particular, you know what I'm saying? And, and plan the shit out. Which 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 I thought was great. Um, it was just that uh, I I found like almost every one of the characters reprehensible. Um, I could not stand them on, on first viewing. Like uh, like who these fucking people are horrible horrible people. Um, and I remember like I it's just like who the fuck act like this and like you had to explain to me what a Gen Zer was. <laughs> 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 like, I was like, and then I remember, like, not too long after I watched this, uh, at, at my former job, uh, I had to assist one of the handymen in, uh, in uh, an apartment, and the apartment was shared by like a group of sisters who were Gen Zers, and they really do fucking talk like that. They they really do. Like, I was listening to like the conversation between the two of them. It's like, oh my god, she's so fucking annoying. I can't stand her. I can't fucking stand you, bitch. And I was like, oh my god, they really talk like that. And a coworker was like, "What do you mean?" And then, like, I had to explain to him what a Gen Zer was. <laughs> you know what I'm because, like, I had just learned this from Patrick, and I'm passing along the information. And so, like, and and it was, it was it was exactly like you said. It was just like I was kind of on it because of that, but the movie stayed with me. So, like, I I, I gave it a second viewing, and I liked it a lot better when, like, I I it's like I guess I understand these people now, and it's like, oh, they're supposed to be annoying. You know, saying they're supposed to be obnoxious. You know, the, the the obnoxiousness is the point. And then it's like, oh, like yeah, this is a lot better. And like you know, I've seen it uh, quite a couple of times since then. And just like the 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 more the, the more I watch it, the, the the better I like it. To to where like I, I rewatched it for for the purpose of this discussion, and I was just like, nah, nah, yeah, this is rad. This is rad. I fucks with it. Um, it, it's a, it's it's a hell of a lot funnier to me now and shit that like I completely understand like the 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 type of people they are. Um, particularly uh, the character of Alice. I mean, who is my goddess? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, she. I mean, I always liked her character. Like, she's definitely the the heart of the movie. Oh, she definitely. Uh, yeah. No, she's like the star of the fucking movie. Yeah. Like, it, she's it, not the you, lead, but she's the star. <laughs> yeah. If you if you go on YouTube, you will find various compilations of uh, uh of her scenes in the movie where it's just like uh uh how do you say Rachel Senate? Yeah. I I, I was I was gonna say Sonye. Like, you know, be real fancy with it, you know, on the dead homies. Um, and it was just like her being like the, the backbone of the movie for like three minutes, or like her being like uh, uh, the pinnacle of comedy for seven minutes, you know what I'm saying? And like, I mean, like, the, 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 there's one point in the movie where I always found hilarious is the, the whole uh, argument about her podcast. Yeah. Well, and, like, like, I think all of her dialogue, it's like it's her line reads that are like the best part, where just like, like he's a Libra moon. It means a lot. 
they're just like and like the, like the one line that everybody goes to it's funny like i didn't expect it to become iconic but like like your parents are upper middle class i expect that to become like the most iconic line in the movie but like there you go right like like it's funny too because that's not even my favorite line from her is to like uh when she's calling out for greg <laughs> and um and 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 fucking Jordan is trying to like stop her as she covers her mouth. She's like, "You're silencing me! <laughs> like, like, don't ever do that to me again! <laughs> Get the fuck away from me!" You know. And I just found that fucking hilarious because it's just like you know, like her her character is like, what's that term? Virtue signaling. Yes. Um, oh, definitely. One hundred percent. she said, like you know, um, when uh, B uh, tells uh, Sophie that uh, her mother's borderline. Just oh my god, that's that that's just so you know that's such a you know tragic thing you know uh and uh, I I have body dysmorphia. So they like, never I, told anybody this, but I have body dysmorphia. And they're like they're all just rolling their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm but the whole shit about the podcast is I could just relate to, you know, it's like uh you you hate listen to her podcast. What? So I like your podcast, Alice. So what is your podcast about? Uh, the, 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 the hanging out with your smartest and the funniest best friend. Oh, did you just <laughs> go? You know, it's really hard work, okay? You have to organize the guests. You have to do a Google calendar. You have to gain a following. And it's like, yes, that is all true. <laughs> like, I've never sympathized with somebody more than I do with Alice at this point. Because <laughs> doing a podcast is 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 really hard work. Like, you don't just sit there and fucking talk to people. It's just a whole thing. I mean, granted, that's essentially what you and me do. Yeah. It's just like, you know, because you're always there. So it's just me, like... To be fair, also... A big part of the reason that we don't generally have guests, we haven't had guests, is because of the nature of scheduling guests and the pain in the ass of that. Right, yeah. Like, you know, I remember when we started this show, everybody was like, oh, I want to be a guest. And we're just like, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Or if we even, <laughs> well, if we even want to fucking do that, but we'll consider it. <laughs> like, at this point, we're still considering it. Yes. <laughs> Like, I have certain episodes earmarked for certain people, but yeah, like, the chances of, like, us actually, like, I, I honestly, at a certain point, I'm like, I'm, we might just do them without them, <laughs> like, at a certain point. Yeah. But, um... Like, no, and it's true, because, like, I, I you know, you know, obviously, there's, we, we have many friends who also podcast hosts, and I've had discussions with them, and they always agree that that, that is the hardest part. Like, the discussion is the easiest thing, but, like, everything else, like, you know, scheduling the guests, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, nailing a time that they're available and you're available at the, you know, at the same time and shit, like to actually have the discussion is incredibly hard comparing just the discussion itself, you know? So it's just like, yeah, I, I, I completely sympathize with Alice, which makes her the most sympathetic character to me, even though like technically the most sympathetic person in here is, uh, I mean, arguably it's B, but like I also say, Greg is. Uh... Well, my whole thing is in general. It's like I, I, I thought it was funny that you like said all the characters were unlike, unlikable, because I was just like, to me, it's funny because like you really like Friday Thirteenth Seven, and I don't like. I mean, I don't <laughs> dislike it. We did the episode on it, but like my main thing is you listen to the episode is like I literally do not like any of these people. Like I am in any, in no way upset about them dying. It's basically their cannon fodder. I'm stoked to see them die. Um, and this kind of turns that into a strength where it's like, the reason I've always liked it is because like all of the characters with the exception of, I guess, B, um, are kind of, uh, just differing levels of shitty. Um, 
And I don't think Greg is shitty. I don't think he's shitty per se, but he's also okay. I can't judge because if I had the opportunity to drink Rachel Senate, I'm not going to say I would not take that opportunity. However, that dude is older than me. So, yeah. like, I'm just saying that's weird. Um, but, like, fine. Um, but no, like, all of them, it's like, so it's like, but at the same time, also to me, like, um, like I told you, like, the whole thing with like Friday 7 is they're all kind of also the same shitty. Like, there's no like real differentiation with the exception of like the movie geek and like the especially bitchy girl. Um, they're all this kind of like whatever. Whereas these, at least, they're all to me like very specific, um, like they're like memorable, like well drawn characters. They feel like real people to me. Yeah. Um, and so it's like it's not a matter of whether or not I want to see them die. Although I do think, think it's, I remember I was telling to somebody before, like when I first saw it, because um, <laughs> like um, there's a weird thing with Pete Davidson where either you love him or you hate him. I don't yeah. completely understand it because I love Pete Davidson, but like people seem to have really visceral reactions to him one way or the other. And um, I remember somebody saying um, they wouldn't see this uh, because Pete Davidson was in it. I'm like, well, that might be why you enjoy it. <laughs> like, I would just like, give it a shot. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. But like, I think you might be happy when you watch it. Um, yeah, like I, I know people had the same reaction with the when he he was announced that he was in the Suicide Squad. So, oh, God, I don't want to see him. And it was like, yeah, you won't have to deal with him very long. <laughs> Um, but like, um, all of them, I think it's funny is like, but they're, this is, they all feel like real people. Um, it's like, there is an element of like, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go as far as say like despair, but I guess like disappointment when like they die just by virtue of the fact, cause they're to me, they're all entertaining. Um, like from like top to bottom, like even like, even Jordan. Yeah. I think I was, I would honestly say, um, because all of them have qualities that kind of add to this. Like, none of them feel like the same character. Like, it's like, because it's like, and I don't blame Friday 7 for that, I should say. Uh, Friday 7 just came out at the time when it was like, people had gotten real lazy about slasher movies, where it was like, we're just gonna fucking, basically just Mad Libs this shit. <laughs> like, it's like, we have a template, we're just gonna fucking go with it. And like, um, this was a situation where it's like, they very specifically made characters that feel like real people and all serve something to the narrative to me. So none of them do I dislike and all of them I'm sad when they're gone because they all offered something. Like someone obviously most is uh, Rachel Sennett because like obviously because of my love for her, um, <laughs> which is undying. Um, and just the fact that I think her performance is fantastic but i think that they're all really good like it's funny because like um i remember um like one of the reviews that um the uh was like that the cast came out against um basically being like an advertisement for cleavage or whatever oh yeah yeah and yeah, it was just yeah. like i was like if that's all you're getting from the movie that i don't honestly understand like what you saw like it's because that's not what it is like i was like i think all of the characters it's funny how like um, and it's, it's all it's also really subtle because it's funny the movie doesn't seem like anything about it is subtle, but like um, it's the 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 most subtle thing 
is like the way that they all like, all of their lighting sources suggest something about them as a character. Yeah. Whereas like Alice is wearing like the like the um like the light tubes because she needs to be the center of attention, mm-hmm. and like Jordan has the like the headlight because mm-hmm. she's like cutting through the bullshit, mm-hmm. and like fucking uh, B has it on her hip because she's selfless and helping people. It's like it's like it's all the shit that's going on in the movie beneath the surface, even though it's right in front of your face. That I'm just like I honestly don't understand how people kind of. Like, if you don't like it, that's fine. I understand that. But, like, if you don't think that there's anything going on in it, I don't fucking understand that at all. Because, like, it's... Honestly, I would argue... Not just in horror. Like, I would say it's one of the best character pieces in general of the last several years. Nah, yeah. I mean, like... Like, I, I understand that. And so, like, it's a great slice of, like, Gen Z life. And and I appreciate that because it lets me know I never want to fucking hang out with these people ever. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> you, you you probably shouldn't anyway. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's just like um, that. That's why I always feel bad for Greg because it's like I mean, like Greg and B are kind of like the same person, but like on different sides, different sides um, where they're outsiders. Um, whereas B is just like you know, like she she makes attempts to fit in, but like you know, she's really just like awkward on the on the outside. Whereas Greg tries his best to fit in, like, you know, be like the cool guy, the cool older guy, when he's clearly not. He's just Which like, it, a fucking... but to be fair, it works on everybody but Pete Davidson's character. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that is the only one that, like, it doesn't, because, like, because even I will say the, the direction of it makes you kind of fall in love with him. Like, like, from the fucking second, like, you have the whole thing where he, like, fucking cuts the fucking uh, cork out of the wine bottle. It's like, it's impressive. Like, it's just like, holy shit. Like, this guy is awesome. And it's, mm. like, the only person... And, it's again, I mean, it's stupid male bullshit. Like, I'll freely admit that. Because, mm. like, I've been that guy when I was younger. So it's like... I can either say Pete Davidson's thing of being like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that impressive guy. <laughs> the, fuck that impressive, handsome, uh, well-built, charismatic guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, he's admittedly kind of a dumbass. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, that's, that's that's I do love when Pete Davidson calls him out, where it's just like the whole thing is like sometimes the best defense is a good offense. Like, what does that mean? And then he just keeps repeating it. He's like, yes, but what does that mean? And like, he just doesn't get anything from him, right? <laughs> because he doesn't know why he said it. Yeah, it's obviously exactly. like, yeah, he's just, he's obviously just trying to look cool in front of all the young kids. But like, he just said it to say <laughs> Pete Davidson's like, but why? Like it's clearly just I don't know, but like you know I'm not going to reveal that, so I'm just going to repeat it until you leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like or in his case, he just got up and left. You know what I'm saying? Because he was sick of Pete Davidson shit. But even with with with, with Pete Davidson's character David, I like the fact that he he's an asshole, but he clearly understands he is. Yeah. When um when Sophie shows up and they're talking, and you know what I'm saying uh. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here, Soph? And he's like, I missed you. He said, that's bullshit. We know it. Nobody misses me. Like, <laughs> nobody has ever missed me. <laughs> yeah, because like, like, yeah, he understands he's an asshole and nobody likes him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he makes no apologies for that, even though, like, you know, like, yeah, you're clearly an asshole. Um, like, I mean, to like, be fair, I, I will say some of the things he also, like, some of the things he says, I actually don't disagree with. Like, the whole point, like, when she says the gaslighting thing, I'm like, yes, he's being a douchebag. But then, like, when, like, the things he says in response, I'm just like, I mean, <laughs> like, to be honest, like, it is, like, they, they calling that shit out, like, the way that people, because, like, we haven't gotten to a point where, like, 
um, it's kind of like the new uh, Nicholas Cage movie, like Dream Scenario, mm. where like they they kind of he, he calls out um, the overuse of the, like of the word trauma, mm. and like he's like everything is trauma now, and he's not completely wrong. Um, it's kind of like the whole thing of like when he's just like. Shut the fuck up. It's a dumb word. It's like, what are you, you going to call me a narcissist? It's like a foot shoulder for the white supremacy? Like, have an original thought. And I was just like, honestly, it's really shitty, um, especially considering he's talking to his girlfriend. But he's not completely wrong. I mean, like, yeah, he is He is somewhat right about her because, like, you know, it's that clear, like, um, like, because, like, but b- before, like, we, we, uh, we were introduced to these characters, there was an incident prior to that we didn't see where, uh, one of their friends, Max, has punched David in the face because he's secretly in love with, uh, uh, David's Not girlfriend, secretly. Emma. Oh, no, yeah, he's openly in love with her. Yeah. That's why he punched him. And then he left. And then, like, you know, she's clearly like, oh, have you, have you heard from David? Like, the David text? I mean, the Max text? And this is like, why, why would you say that to, to, to your boyfriend? You know what I'm saying? Where they they clearly have tension between them, and like, and then like you know, like late later when uh after her and uh uh Sophie have their fucking uh their confrontation, and then like when Sophie goes to apologize, she starts making out with her, and it's like I thought that's what you wanted. It's like you think everybody's in fucking love with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and, and like, it, 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 he was he was right. You know, saying like, I mean, I won't say he's right, but it was just like I, I could see his frustrations in in her, where it's just like, you know, uh, in in that scenario where it's just like, yeah, you know, you you you're doing a little too much, honey. Um, and when like Sophie calls around, it's like you you don't love him, like you don't even like him. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, nobody likes him. But, and but like you all hang out with him anyway. So it's, it's, he's not just calling her her out. He's, he's you know what I'm saying it's, she's calling herself out. You know what I'm saying? And every one of them because you know obviously it's, you know it probably has a lot to do with the fact that uh, he has money, even though like it's stated that Sophie has more money than he does. Well. Her parents do, not Sophie, which is why she's there. Because it's revealed that um, she she was she overdosed, and uh, her parents locked her out of her trust fund. You know what I'm saying? As order to protect her, like you know what I'm saying, from from her her addiction, and like she clearly like, and and, and that's 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 a good thing because like you know she comes back and she's sober and she's very proud of it. But I feel like this is the indication that she misses being inebriated. Oh, of course. Which is why, like, which is why she fucking, she comes back. She's like, you guys trigger me, so why'd you come back? You know what I'm saying? It's obviously, you 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 miss, the, you know, that that type of life and shit. You know, where, where it's like, they, they clearly don't miss you. I mean, like, Alice seems like she does, but you you never know with Alice. Like, everyone else is just like, why the fuck is she here? Like, they literally, uh, uh, when, when she shows up, uh, I, I love that part where, like, they're all under the, the, the water. And like Emma tells like fucking uh, David to come up, Pete Davidson, and he's just like, like he's under the water. Like, why the fuck do you want me to come up? Well, first you have to breathe, motherfucker. This is why she wants you to come up. But also like, it's Sophie. What is she doing here? Well, to be fair, he's trying to because they they, they they make the whole reveal that like it's all a competition, um, like for like who would hold their breath the longest, and he refuses to let <laughs> like he'll at least Lee Pace's character win. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> again, he's just a, he's a petty motherfucker. Um, and I do like that apparently, um, the punch, like when he actually punches him, yeah, I guess he actually did punch Lee Pace with the permission. Yeah. And I was just like, God bless Lee Pace. I would have told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> I was like, You can't fake punch me, then fucking get the fuck out of my face. I don't care how the fuck, like, no. But I do think that's another thing that's actually like, um, when you look at it again, when you're rewatching it, 
Um, it's like all the people that were locked at the bottom of the pool or all the people that at the end of the story are dead. Yeah. Like, so it's like, again, there's just like, and I do think that the other thing is like, um, the thing that's also interesting that I hadn't even thought about until I was like reading about it later, like an interview with the director, um, was, um, it was, uh, the, the idea of introducing, uh, B and Sophie making out, um, was not for like any kind of like, you know, like titillation or anything like that. It was like, yeah. uh, cause the whole point of the movie was, um, kind of the idea of when you lose all technology and you revert to like your kind of most primal instincts, are you man or beast yeah. uh, or woman or beast? And it's like, um, and like them having that kind of primal like expression of love is kind of like um, a very, and like then, then when she like says that she loves her and then B can't respond. Yeah. Uh, it's all very like, it's like, it's just like, it's, it's, there's a lot of really interesting layers to it mm. that I think is like the, the, the part that like a lot of people like kind of missed and that bums me out. Um, because like, I think especially like, just like, especially like um, just the performances in that are like, cause they, 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 in the end, um, cause I know that, that was like her thing was that like, she had said like, when the Wi-Fi goes out, um, it's like they lose oxygen. Yeah. And it's like, that's honestly, like, that's fucked up, but it is kind of true. Like, at a certain point, there's a dependence on technology that, like, when it's gone, like, people literally just fucking can't fucking handle. Like, they're, like they, just, they revert into something that's terrifying. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're blinded by technology. Like, you know, once, the, you know, they, they you know, they, they have no access to it. They realize that they really don't like each other, you know what I'm saying? But they're blinded to all the red flags due to technology, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like they all start killing each other once, like you know, everything is just resorts to like you know, uh, like you said, like primal instincts and all that stuff. So to the point where it's like, uh, like the ending where, um, like the last line is, "I have reception." Yeah. It's like yeah, because you know that that's all it was. It's just like, well, everything's back to normal now. You know what I'm saying? Because you know. Now you have the Wi-Fi back on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, yeah, like I, I, I really appreciate stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, like to give me an insight into how these people work. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how this kind of like generation exists. Because, like I said, I, I, I don't know if I, even if I, even if I was that age, I don't think I would have been hanging with them. I mean, to be all. fair, I mean, your nephew is Gen Z. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean he, but you know, and that's it's, it's probably the, the thing right here is that uh, they wouldn't hang out with me because he thinks he's too fucking cool for me. You <laughs> yes. know what I'm saying? Like last time I seen him and shit, like uh, I was like, uh, he stayed in his room on his fucking uh, video games, and when I went to say bye, he didn't even get up out of the chair to give me a hug. Little fuck. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just like, like even like, you know. I say that when it's like I, I probably was just as fucking obnoxious when I was their age, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like you know what I'm saying is a moot point, but it's just like yeah, it's just like you know, I like just did like that whole scenario. It's like I don't I don't think I would have just like because like the whole like the whole game of body body like we played games before and shit, but like that shit is just like is just like the dumbest shit. You know what I mean? Like I played like that that like a certain like aspect of that game before, but never to that degree. Um, like where you're fucking taking shots and then slapping the shit out of each other. Um, like like at fucking two in the morning during a hurricane. It's like who the fuck is doing that? Well, the you know? only I, I was thinking that was funny about that was like I remember like um 
between that and um, the other movie we're going to cover, uh, Crawl, uh, when they, th- they mentioned hurricane parties and that as well. And at first I was just like, because I, I used to be like, when I was younger, I was always like really like put off by the idea of like, I was like, why would people like do, like why would you party in a fucking hurricane? Like that's horrible. And then I realized it's basically the same thing as like us fucking holding up when it's a fucking like snowstorm, right, yeah. it's just it's just the other side of that where it's like they don't have snow, so it's kind of like their this is their version of it. So it's like now I kind of understand that on a different level that I didn't before. And then, and it's funny you say that too because in the original script it was a snowstorm that uh, was the reason why they will hold up in a house and shit. Mm-hmm. And also um, the uh, like in the original script uh, there was a slasher and it was supposed to be like the the version of the character that became Alice. Was uh, she was the slasher, and then like like you said, the director was just like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, I, I want to do something different here, and you know, I applaud her for that. But it's just like, yeah, um, like like when, when I first saw this, I was just like, oh my god, these people were terrible. And it's like, who the fuck is doing this anyway? It's like I'm, you know, like going through all this and shit. You know, what I'm saying after getting high, like you know, what I'm saying and, and drunk. If I was doing that, my ass would have been passed out. You know what I'm saying? And woken up by a, a 3 a.m. anthem. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what a 3 a.m. anthem is, right? No. Like, you don't remember those fucking, like, those, those like, uh, those commercials that they would play, like, at 3 a.m. in the morning? Like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Time Life uh, Ultimate yeah, yeah, Love yeah, Songs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, which were, the like, the loudest fucking commercials ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, the greatest love songs of our time, sung by our greatest voices. And then there's fucking Michael Bolton. Tell me how I love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that man sang loud and shit. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's funny to me. Like, I remember, <laughs> I was just thinking about this story, which is why I brought it up. It's just like, um, like, you watch those commercials and shit. Like, you, like the, the 3 a.m. commercials, like, the 3 a.m. anthems are like those type of commercials. Like, uh, Ultimate love songs or monster ballads or like the fucking theme song, the taxi or mash, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> which, which, which I hate. And also my sister does she's like, cause she's been constantly woken up in the, in the middle of the night by like, she said, I fucking hate the theme song, the mash and taxi. And I was like, no, like in those commercials as well. Like I was just thinking about them, like, like the fucking announcer guy that they always had, like, like you're supposed to be introducing love songs, talk about love songs, and he was always the creepy guy. <laughs> it's like uh, they taught us how to love, and like you're expecting him to say love and die, and like <laughs> it's like fucking uh, like like he's intro- introducing a scary movie like Raphael Sabarge and Linnea Quigley with Cameron Mitchell in Killer Ballad, you know some shit like that. And it's like, why I would see that film. <laughs> I, I would too. But why did they get the creepiest fucking guy to fucking announce like like a collection of love songs? And it's like, and like you know, in retrospect, like you get two CDs for twenty six ninety nine, but order now with your credit card, and you'll get two CDs for sixteen ninety nine. And it's like that's a good deal. That's a good deal. <laughs> like, see, that's the shit I would be worried about instead of fucking like you know playing playing a game and shit like where all my friends are dying and shit because we don't have access to our phones. <laughs> you know well, I mean, okay. To be fair, like it's not like they, as we kind of established, they're all basically killing themselves. I mean, I guess the only person that like kills directly, uh, I guess there's only two because it's like B kills Greg. Um, and Jordan. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, 
And I was like, uh, and then obviously um, Jordan kills Alice. Yeah. Um, But like a lot of them were just like, obviously just like tragic accidents. Yeah. Um, Which actually I I do think is like, it's funny because like, um, it's uh, incredibly like uh, minimal as far as like, you know, like blood and gore. Um, But like, so like when they do it, it's actually really effective. Like I really like, um the like effect i think i think that one of the best like kind of because again it's like because it's um kind of not played as a regular horror movie i feel like a lot of people kind of overlook um the scare stuff but i was like i do think um like the the whole thing where uh p davidson like comes to the window like bleeding from the fucking neck is a really fucking scary moment. Like, it's really like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like a lot of the stuff from there isn't necessarily like frightening per se. It's just kind of tense. Um, but like that bit, they managed to like take like the little amount of like blood and gore in the movie and they really play it up really well. Yeah. So it's like, it definitely works. Like when it's, when it, when it wants to be like effective in that regard, it's very effective in that regard, I think. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's real subtle, but it's very effective. You know what I'm saying? Like in that regard, like you know, with, with the slash throat, you know. But also, it's like the 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 fact that this all started because he was trying to outdo uh, Greg. Greg, and then slit his own throat by accident. Yes, and it's, it's like you know, it's it's, it's it, it 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 should be a tragic thing, but it's the most funniest thing in the world to me. Oh yeah. Well, no, that, that that whole part is. I think a part of that is also just Pete Davidson being a good comedian. Yeah, and like a good. I mean, as much as people want to shit on him, um, I think the whole reason that like the little bit because basically the whole reveal is that he was basically making a TikTok, uh, <laughs> trying to do which, what Greg was doing, which which fits like you know the whole yes. character that he killed himself trying to do a TikTok. But his whole thing was like, when he's trying to do it, like the way he's like the, watching him try and fail is really good physical comedy. Like I think that like it's it's really funny to watch, where it's like him trying and failing and then trying to do it a different way, and that's what ultimately kills him because <laughs> uh, he doesn't think about going inwards with a, with a fucking giant sword being a problem. <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah. like, watching his like expressions while he's doing it, and then finally when he gets his throat, like, <laughs> and just like watching the panic in his face, which I mean you would if you fucking took like a fucking sword to the throat, but right. like, <laughs> no, yeah, because it's just like he he's trying to do it and he keeps failing, and you can see like in his frustration, he does the dumbest thing ever, and then just decides to do it inward, which leads to him fucking uh, like opening up his throat with the fucking. Uh, with the Steven Seagal sword. <laughs> like I say that because it looks like something Steven Seagal would use in one of his movies to like cut off someone's balls or some shit. Um, but it's just like it's the funniest shit because for this for this for the exact same reason it's tragic, is that all of this was because this motherfucker was an idiot. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like so all these deaths are for nothing. You yes. know what I'm saying? And it's like it's great too because on rewatch, uh, I noticed that like you know they have that moment where like they're all like in in a circle and they're discussing like who could be the killer, or it could be this person, and it's just like, um, and it's just like a a, a conversation you would see like in a in a, a regular slasher movie, you know what I mean? Uh, like a screen movie where like they they're having like the, the big discussion about like who could it be? Like you see like in the last like in 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 Scream Five and Six where they they all have the group discussion of like who could it be? Or what is the motive? And all that shit. And it, and it's brilliant because and, and because this is a meaningless conversation, <laughs> like because they just don't fucking realize and shit that there's no one out there. 
and it's like uh, when they find Emma dead, and it's like, oh, somebody killed her, and it's just like, no, it's just because Sophie gave her drugs, and she was so drugged out, she fell down the stairs and killed herself. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like, like just so much tragic shit happens in this movie, and it's just like all for nothing. And like that should be fucked up, but it's the funniest. Fucking well, yeah, because I mean, like, the thing is, I think that like, because um, and I don't know, because um, I know that originally it was supposed to be uh, Chloe Acuno was gonna direct it, who did um, like Watcher, and um, one of the segments in VHS ninety four. I want to say, um, I want to say she did because she did the Hell Ratma segment, and um, I just remember that because that was my favorite segment in that movie. Um, and um, that was her. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. But she didn't direct this. Um, because she was she was also direct this, and then she dropped out, and I guess to do Watcher. Um, and so the person who did direct this, and again, I think I'm I'm. I feel like I could be wrong, but I would guess because you can interpret. I feel like you could interpret the script a lot of different ways. But my guess is that like she was probably the one that brought the comedy to it because I feel like um. The casting is kind of the biggest kind of hurdle of that. Because um, I feel like, as I said, like that entire, all the stuff with Pete Davidson and um, and uh, Rachel Sennett's characters doesn't work and doesn't hit nearly as hard or as well if you do not cast comedians in those parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that kind of makes the whole kind of movie flower from there. Um, because, like, because you have this very, this established, because like the, the basically, I think, with the exception of obviously the opening with uh, B and Sophie, um, like the first, basically the line, line of dialogue is done by Rachel Sennett's character, um, yeah. of, like the main character. And like that kind of almost sets the tone for the whole rest of the movie right there. And then like, it kind of like becomes her and Pete Davidson's movie. And then Pete Davidson obviously uh doesn't go forward um <laughs> but like um i feel like that's kind of like where tonally the movie kind of like goes there i feel like that was probably um i mean it was definitely a, a directorial choice in terms of the tone but i think it probably definitely helps in casting particular people in these particular roles i feel like if you cast this dead seriously like it would just like would just like whatever crop of young actors I think it could still work, but I think it's a very different movie at that point. I feel like that it could becomes much more of like a straight, not as even, not as like, even if you kept it without the slasher, like even if you just played it as like a, like a thriller or whatever, it still plays much more seriously. So like, I think that like, um, it was mostly the fact that they got a particular director who saw something in it that might not have been obvious is my guess. No, yeah, I I think if, if they would have played this uh, a lot more seriously, this would have been fucking insufferable for me. Like, I, I don't think I would have been able to take this at all. This probably would have got shot off, shut off within like fucking twenty minutes. Because you know, like, it, it works because like you know a lot of it is playful laugh, like you know, um, but like yeah, like you know the comedic elements is just like really is what fucking you know hold it for me. Like uh, I was just thinking about um. After uh, uh, Alice gets shot by Jordan, and they're trying to wrestle the gun away from her, and like B like attempts to help, and she's like, "Oh my leg, my fucking leg, you're on my leg!" <laughs> like when she's like, "You shot me with a gun," 
me. You know what I'm saying? I've never been shot before and it really fucking hurts. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, it's just like, I, I think this, this like, the, the right choice was to be to add, like, you know, a, a nice dosage of, of comedy into it and shit because I, I, I would not have been able to take this any other, any, any way otherwise. Like, this shit would have just been like, I probably would have tried to punch a hole in the fucking wall if I had to. Well, no. I mean, with I, people I, seriously. I, I don't know. The thing I'm saying, like, it's, it's impossible to say, like, it would have, what it would have been otherwise. But it's just like, I said, like, I, I think that honestly, is my guess is the direction is kind of what makes it what it is in terms of like its kind of tonal choices. And I think it's for the better in that regard. Because that's another thing that also I think is interesting about it is um, because it's a fucking A24 movie, um, a lot of people have, it's like, like Pete Davidson, like a lot of people have baggage going into it based on that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think this is actually a really good example of like the fact that like you can kind of do whatever you want in A24. Like people have this idea of it being this very specific thing. Remember like Larry constantly talked about being a metaphor for grief and that bullshit that was annoying to me. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, and the point is it's not, the case like you can do a movie like this and you can also do a movie that's completely different than this like fucking within like i feel like most recently another ensemble a24 piece iron claw which could not be more fucking different than this goddamn movie like mm. there is so many different things like that you come out in terms of a24's output that are so wildly different that i feel like it's weird like to fucking be like they have a specific thing they do because they don't like it's just like um i want to say the same year this came out was this also the same year like the green knight came out and that's nothing fucking like this like so it's like it just it's it's a it's just a studio doing it's like it's almost kind of like um doing what miramax was doing back in the day where it's like just getting a series of like movies from people who are not similar like quentin rodriguez um fucking kevin smith are not similar to each other they just all like fucking were about the same age so they had similar touchstones, but they kind of made completely different movies. And like, this is kind of another situation, I think, where it's like A24 is basically just like, it's just a company that's like, yeah, like if you like, you want to do this weird thing, yeah, do that weird thing. Like, that's fine. Like, we don't, we're not going to fucking like stop you. Like, just like, it, it doesn't fit some sort of ideal, like who gives a shit. And I was like, that's what I think is really cool about them. Because and like, when people like this idea of A24 horror, and I was like, it's much more varied and diverse than that. Like, it's like, that's yeah. so fucking stupid of a thought process to be like, it's not like it's fucking like Roger Corman movies like back in the day. Like, they're all completely different. Mm. No, yeah. Um, I was just thinking about that, you know what I'm saying? Because as you know, um, like, like what you just said about like, uh, you know, the variety and horror and all that shit than uh, Roger Corman. Because uh, as you know, I'm doing my rewatch of the, the, the original Outer Limits. And uh, like, I realized like why that show was so was as popular as it was for that brief moment in time and shit, because it's basically like what they were doing at that time was fucking like, uh, you get like basically a 50s, like a 50s, 60s uh, sci-fi horror movie every week. You know what I'm saying? Which is what ABC hated, which is why they sabotaged the show. Um but like yeah, um I I you know the the, the whole A twenty four thing is just like I mean we've discussed it on length when we did uh we, we discussed the the witch. So it's just like um I don't wanna like just be completely regurgitate everything we're saying like there, but it's just like, you know, I don't I, I got no problem with what the fuck they do, you know what I'm saying? I think that what they do is like, you know, 
uh, real sturdy, you know, that stuff and shit. Not everything's a winner, but, you know, mo- most of their stuff, you know, is, is interesting. Um, I would say, like, all of their stuff is interesting to a point. Is just whether it works or not, you know, in this case and shit. It's just, like, you know, majority of their stuff works for me. And, like, I think that's fine, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, because it's not, you know, kind of popcorn horror, per se. And like, not to say that in a derogatory sense, because, you know, I love it as well. It's, like, you know... I, I can't I can't say that in a derogatory manner when I like shit like Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, you know what I'm saying? A fucking uh, the mutilator, a fucking uh, blood rage and shit. It's like, but like I, I mean, I, I have no problem admitting that I'm fucking hypocritical because like you know, speaking of Larry, he brought that up because uh, Netflix announced the, the they're doing the remake of The Wages of Fear, yeah. and it's just I, I just I just found it weird that a movie that's basically about the dangers of capitalism has a remake that's being put out by Netflix, you know, which is the pinnacle of capitalism, per se. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, yes and no. Like, it's like I, that's the thing is, like, I, I don't necessarily think that Netflix is the pinnacle of capitalism, because, like, I feel like, in the end, just fucking corporations are the fucking pinnacle of capitalism. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like... I mean, but that's what I mean. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, because, like, Apple is putting out, like, interesting films, like fucking Killer of the Flower Moon and Napoleon, um, but they're fucking Apple. So yeah. it's like it's the biggest fucking corporation in the fucking world. So it's like, but they're clearly not anti-artists. Like they're clearly like. So it's like. No, but like the, that was the thing because Netflix was doing that too, and then they decided like, yeah, this is not working. We're gonna fucking just stop. Like because you know they were putting out Roma and The Irishman and all that shit, and then they were like, yeah, this is doing nothing for us. Let's just go back to like making like you know content. Like you know they're like you know they're the quintessential content creators. Well, so I think uh, they, they I think they really really wanted Oscars and when they realized they were not going to get Oscars, they just gave up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, so now they're just like, you know, into producing what is essentially content. And it's like it's enjoyable stuff, like, you know, I don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I admit it that I I'm I'm going to watch that fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Because as much as like, you know, I'm a lover of cinema, you know what I'm saying? I I do like, you know, adhere to my most primal instincts, but I love I love seeing guns go bang and shit go boom real good. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I, I you know, I, I, you know, I have no problems <laughs> admitting to my hypocritical nature. Well, no, that's honestly, that's fine. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. And the, the problem is like the people, like the thing I posted the other day, where it's just like, it fucking drives me fucking up a wall. that there are people who are like fucking, like Netflix is the big bad of their fucking lives. Mm. Like that was the evil empire. But as soon as fucking, like, there's a weekend where, like, May, December is out and or, like, Rebel Moon is out, all my fucking Twitter feed is fucking people talking about those movies. And I was like, you don't get to do that. Like, that's so, like, at the very least, acknowledge it. Like, it's just, like, don't fucking shit all over a corporation and then fucking, for a brief moment, celebrate it and then go back to shitting on it again. Like, no, that's not the way that, like, that, that's so fucking gross. Like, that's so disgusting. No, like, yeah, that's why I wanted to, like, you know, uh, basically, like, you know, expand upon my point that I'm, I'm, I just find it just weird. It's just, it's just a weird situation that, you know, they're the ones that are producing a remake of The Wages of Fear. You know what I'm saying? When uh, The Wages of Fear is like, it, it's, it's like, you know, like subtext, like its main theme is basically like, so like a corporation like Netflix is kind of fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Bad, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, yeah, I mean, th- that that's weird. But I'm gonna watch this motherfucker anyway because you know what I'm saying. Like none of this makes none of this is is, is mean. Everything everything is meaningless, you know. What I'm saying in, in the end of it, you know what I'm saying. None of it makes any sense, you know. It's it, it it's all like, and I and I want to say it because you know I don't want to be, uh, um, 
I don't want to go against uh, the the God Martin Scorsese, but it is all content in the end at, at this point in time. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, I don't necessarily think that's entirely true because I mean, like in the end, like I think that we're just in a weird fucking moment where it's like um, because there is so much coming from so many different directions that like it's a lot to take in, and not all of it is necessarily like for you. Yeah. Um, and so like I feel like it's it's overwhelming. Um, but also I don't necessarily think that like, it's bad to have this many options at any given time. Like it, it's, yeah. a, it's annoying in terms of like having like this endless watch list you could never completely get through Yeah, that, that I will admit is fucking annoying as shit. But the fact that like, speaking of this movie, like I went on the, on in one day and saw this and saw like the Jaws 3D like remaster and fucking saw Maverick and IMAX like back to back to back shows like there's a lot of fucking options like at any given time that you can choose to partake in or not. Because like, I almost that day I almost went to Spider-Man as well. Um, but I ended up not doing that. Um, so it's like I don't know there's something there's something wrong with that. Like it's like I feel yeah. like the whole thing is like you just have to kind of like acknowledge the fact that like not everything is for you and you don't necessarily have to like watch everything. That thing is like, it's like, that's the whole thing that I think is funny is like when the fucking like Oscar nominations come out and everyone's just like, like there's tons of movies that are nominated. I don't give a fuck about. And that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's just like, it's like, there's like my, 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 my like favorite movie of 2011 was drive and I didn't get any fucking nominations whatsoever. Like who gives a fuck? It's right. all fucking like whatever. So just watch what you like. And like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is like a prime example of like, this is, also, I think going to be a movie that like holds as time goes on because like the fact that it managed to kind of um, I remember like the, the like the couple of like uh, like, like last year uh, for Halloween. I remember because I follow Rachel Sennett on Instagram, obviously. And uh... <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, do you do you know <laughs> that's shocking. I, I was I'm I'm shocked. I, I wouldn't have believed you did. Oh wow. Uh, uh, yeah, my, my beloved. Um, but <laughs> um, but um, the whole thing is like um, she was like reposting all the pictures of like people wearing um Alice costumes, both male and female, um, yeah. for Halloween, and I was like, that thing is like honestly, I think this this movie and movies like it have a solid chance of like kind of sticking in terms of like pop culture, which is the hardest thing now. I think we're talking with the whole, like, the flurry of fucking stuff coming out at any given moment. The main problem is that it's, most things aren't given the opportunity to stick, which is also why, I, I understand, like, people talk about, like, the whole idea of, like, Netflix movies where it's just, like, it's kind of, like, here and it's gone. Um, and I was like, I, there's, there is an element of truth to that, but there's also, like, an element of bullshit to it, because, like, you just mentioned, like, The Irishman and, and like, Roma, and, like, because there, there's definitely, there's movies that have come out from them that, like, you that did stick with you yeah. and like so it's like it's a, at any given time there's stuff out there it's just a matter of like what sticks and what doesn't and as i said like my thing with this movie was when i first watched it i was just like okay that wasn't what i was kind of hoping for and then like but, like, but it stuck with me so much that like i kept re-watching it and kept thinking about it and like that's really all you can ask especially in this day and age is to like make a movie that like manages to stick in like not just my consciousness but hopefully the cup but the public consciousness nah yeah um you know what i'm saying you you you're, you're absolutely 100 percent right about that you know what i'm saying because like it, like there there is a lot of stuff out there you know what i'm saying a lot of you know 
you know, variety and like stuff to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like the only uh, uh, bad thing about it is like, how the fuck are you going to watch it all? Like, there's just not enough time in the world to watch everything. So you watch what you can. Like, uh, and like, you know, just, just, you know, like, like we've, we've, we've said this before. So like I said, I, I just don't feel like regurgitating it now, but like how, um, shutting yourself off to like everything else because you only you know you feel like you're only interested in one stuff like like this week uh um i watched uh for the first time uh uh andrea tarkovsky's uh mirror um and um the, the same day i was also looking up uh showtime so i could go see uh the beekeeper in in theaters you know what i'm saying like two films that couldn't be like like as wildly different from each other as they are but you know it's just it's like why be some fucking schmuck who's just like, oh, I'm just gonna watch like you know, uh, Russian cinema like you know like really. But even that Russian... is fine. My main problem is like at least you're watching something. The thing that fucking infuriates me is people that are just like that have no intention of seeing something and just bitch about it incessantly. Like this fucking weekend with fucking Argyle, and oh, I'm yeah, just like, yeah. just fuck off. Like nobody's forcing you to see it. Like Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. It's like it's like like I said, like you know, like going to my point about with the the Wages of Fear remake. And it's just like, like yeah, this is weird, but I'm going to watch it anyway. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Because you know, why the fuck not? You know what I'm saying? And, and nobody gonna fucking stop me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, who knows? I might like it. You know what I'm saying? I might not, but you know, that's the that's you, the risk you well, take. Yeah, yeah, that's every piece of art. Like it's just yeah. like I mean, every time you watch any movie, like you like I walk into everything hoping to love it, and like and then there's things that I have no interest in that I come out enjoying like that's always the thing it's why like I, my, my thing is always just like if you're not interested in something by all means just ignore it yeah. if like you are interested in something even if it's not in your wheelhouse fucking go with it mm. and that's what i'm saying like this is like as i said like if you're not into like quote unquote a24 movies or quote unquote like a24 horror like bodies 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 i think is a really good example of like oh hey like this is not what you think when you think of that like it's like they very clearly from the jump, like if you watch the fucking trailers, we're not making something like that. And I think that's honestly, that's awesome. That's what you honestly should hope. That's why I think um, the whole thing of like, um, like with Alex Garland's Civil War is like, uh, come on for A24, I'm just like, um, it's just like fucking men. Like, it's like he does weird shit. So it's like, I'd rather every time I walk into a movie, that's why I don't watch trailers. It's just like, just because I want to like fucking experience something and I hope to love it. And as I'm saying, like this was something where I did see the trailers, but like, it still completely fucking knocked me on my ass and like completely just was a complete 180 from what I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah. And for the better, like, I do think that thing is like, my favorite thing is like the very end of this movie when it's like, because um, the whole point is like the whole movie is really about focusing on shit that does not matter. Yeah. And, like, in the end, like, these people are literally killing each other uh, at the very end over fucking, um, like, Sophie probably cheating on B. And uh, in the end, when you break it down, that doesn't fucking mean anything. That's why, like, there's, like, I, my, my favorite thing is, like, I love at the very end, like, when um, they're basically, like, fighting to the death uh, over the phone. And, like, the phone is already gone. And I'm like, then like, I mean, honestly, like, it's very clear that she, that what Jordan said is the truth. Like, yeah. she would, like, Sophie would not be fighting this hard if it was not the truth. So, like, at this point, you know what happened. Just fucking do what you want with that information. And instead, 
they fucking it's literally three people who are killing each other over like this thing that in the end doesn't actually mean anything and i think that kind of again that kind of like it's one of its greatest features of the movie is it's pointing kind of um the mirror at like just basic fucking not just gen z but i think just basic human nature where it's like a lot of people worry about shit that does not matter and in the end it's just like it's not life or death it's just it's just stupid fucking bullshit and like i think that's what i'm saying like i think this movie is one of the best examples in like a24's catalog in the last several years and one of the best horror examples in the last several years even though it's not necessarily pure horror it's just it's rad And for our second feature um, is we actually I think it's, it's funny it's the second um, Alexander Aja movie that we've done, um, but if we still so far have not done either of my favorite Alexander Aja movies. Um, you know what's however, funny about that? Like like not to cut you off, I was thinking about that yesterday. Is that uh, Aja is like basically our quintessential director. Yeah, because like the the like he he's most notable for four of his films out of all the films he's made, and two of those films have been slashers, and two of those films have been monster movies. So you could say Alexandra <laughs> is a, like the quintessential chainsaws and claws director. <laughs> I'll be fair, like neither of my favorite slasher or my favorite uh, monster movie from him have we done yet. But here we are. Um... <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I will say though. Um, I do think, uh, Crawl is, uh, rad. Um, oh, like, yeah. it's funny because, like, it's, um, I think probably, I don't know, honestly, math-wise, um, but I think it's his most commercially successful movie, um, because, like, it clearly didn't cost a lot. Um, no. I mean, granted, it has a lot of CGI, but it mostly takes place in, like, one location, or, I guess, a couple, couple locations, um and with like not necessarily like the biggest name actors in it um like i mean i guess there are people you could put their names on there people are like oh yeah i know who that is um but like it's like or you recognize them when you see them but Wait, I, I was uh, i don't know if this is mean but i was just thinking about like one of the most notable actors in this that's barry pepper yes and i was just thinking about how uh you know his career started i mean like because he was in a he was in stuff before saving private ryan and then he was in Saving Private Ryan. That was a career-making performance for him. Like, like he has one of the probably most iconic moments, if not the most iconic. Mo- well, the most iconic moment is the the opening D Day. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, like, like his 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 mo- like his final moments, like you know where he's like fucking uh, shooting shooting people with the, the 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 rifle and shit while he's praying. Um, is is like one of the most iconic moments from that movie. And it's like, yes, like you know, as it should. He was he was fantastic in that movie. And like you know, it it should have led to him like being like you know bigger stuff and becoming like you know you know notable uh, star in Hollywood, and then like his first big lead role was Battlefield Earth. Yeah, and then that was it for Barry Pepper. Well, I mean, okay. To be fair though, he was part of uh, like I guess we'll do uh, shouts out to uh, Cuttington and uh, Action Twitter in yeah. um, like because he was part of the cast of Enemy of the State, which was like. Yeah. Every actor that, like, was poised to become famous from, like, the age of, like, 20 to, like, 30 um, was cast in that fucking movie. 
And sh- the, the ones that got the most famous were the ones you absolutely would not expect. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like if you if you would have told me based on that movie that Jack Black would be the most successful member of that cast, except for I guess Will Smith, um, I would have called you a fucking liar. But like somehow, everyone else in that movie, which includes fucking Barry Pepper, Scott Kahn, um, Seth Green, I guess the second most successful. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, isn't Seth Green in there? Jamie Kennedy, fucking um, <laughs> like um, uh, yes, Jake Busey, um, fucking Jason Lee, fucking uh, you go on and on. Um, it's like <laughs> you told me based on all those dudes that the most successful one that was not named Will Smith would be Jack Black. Based on that film, I would have said you were a fucking moron. But here we are, (laughs) decades later, and actually, arguably, like, I would say, box office-wise, Jack Black is probably up there at this point with the amount of money that fucking Super Mario Brothers made. So it's like, they probably is in competition with fucking Will Smith at this point in terms of, like, box office clout. But, like, but yeah, so it's like, it's Barry Pepper's return, I guess, um, which actually, it's funny. Like, I was just like, I was happy to see him again. Like, I yeah. was just like, oh, yeah, I, I miss Barry Pepper. I didn't realize it. Like, because he was only, he was there for like a minute. Also, he was part of the cast of Knockaround Guys, which is a bunch of guys that you thought were going to be famous, and most of which didn't do a lot. So it's like, it's another thing. That was the weird time in Hollywood. They were like. Well, well Vin Diesel was also in Knockaround Oh, I know. I was going to say, I said most. Um, and if we're being completely fucking fair Vin Diesel literally and I don't mean this in a shitty way because I know that he's done movies that were awesome that were not Fast and Furious movies but like that dude is not a star and as much as Fast and the Furious is a star and he is desperately clinging to that because like whenever he does something that isn't Fast and the Furious it fucking usually doesn't do well regardless of its quality and then that kind of leads him back to doing other Fast and the Furious movies. So, like, to say Vin Diesel is famous is kind of a misnomer. It's Dominic Toretto is famous. <laughs> and, 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 and Vin Diesel is desperately clinging to that character. No, oh, yeah, most most definitely. Um, but, like, no, I, I, I agree. Like, you know, I, I always liked Barry Pepper as an actor um, ever since uh, um, uh, that, that performance in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Um, Which is funny because I actually don't. I, okay, I can't. I can't say this for absolutely because I haven't seen it since it came out. But I remember not liking Saving Private Ryan when it came out. Um, really? Well, mostly because like I, uh, I remember being bored by it, and also I remember um, I had a serious problem with the fact that um, like it, I love Spielberg, but um, that the whole movie is apparently um, Ryan's story, but he's not in it until like the very end. So I was yeah. like, why? So how how is this a reliable narrator? I was just like, for all we know, there could be fucking dragons flying around like in his fucking story. Like, who the fuck knows? Like, he didn't know what the fuck. <laughs> like, you're just hearing, apparently, like, whatever stories he's made up. They could have all been, like, Nazi sympathizers. You don't know. There's no way to know. And granted, I see now that, like, the whole point of it is basically it's just, like, he's representing the, like, American soldier in w- W2's story. And so I, it, it doesn't bother me the way it used to, but I still don't like it. Um, but to be fair, I haven't seen it since I was a child. So, like, I don't have a firm opinions on it. Yeah. No, um, like, like, that's crazy because I remember when uh, uh, it came out on, like, uh, like pay-per-view and all that shit. Like, it literally had a stranglehold on my entire neighborhood to the point where, like, 
my sister, like I, I was in, I was inside watching it, and my sister came upstairs, and she's like, "What are you watching?" I was saving Private Ryan. She said, "Everybody's fucking watching this movie." Like she's like, she went to go hang out, and nobody was outside. And like, and she had friends that refused to come outside because they were inside watching Saving Private Ryan. And you really got a stranglehold on this great nation. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that is true as shit. But she was so mad, you know what I'm saying, to the point where like she disliked the movie because nobody wanted to hang out because everybody was inside watching it. So it's just like, it's good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what can I say? Well, well, it's good to everybody but Patrick. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Fuck, fucking weirdo. I'm not <laughs> saying that's not true. Nobody has ever disputed that. Um, <laughs> but like the other star of the film, I mean, I guess you could also argue that the alligator is a star and uh, even though it's CGI and um, that the uh, dog sugar um, is a yes. star. Um, but like the uh, other human uh, star is uh, Kaya. I think it's Goladario. Yeah, um, who I, I think is funny is like I know her from Skins. Um, <laughs> like I still to this day, whenever I see her, I was like, oh, it's Effie. And like it's funny because like I don't think about that for anyone else on Skins. The, everyone else I forget was on Skins. Like Daniel Kaluuya, I forget was on Skins until somebody brings it up. Uh, fucking Nicholas Holt, I forget, was on Skins until someone brings it up. And he was the fucking lead. It's just like, for whatever reason, Kaya Scaldario has... Like, I remember I saw her in the trailer for the second Maze Runner movie. I'm like, oh, it's the chick from Skins. Um, it was like, it's, for some reason, that is what she is in my head forever. Although she actually is... like, Because this movie, as I said, it's basically like her and Barry Pepper um, doing like, carrying the whole thing. Yeah. Especially considering the, the, um, the alligators weren't actually there. Yeah. Um, so like them carrying the whole thing, and she's really good. Like it's like I I, I can't remember. Like, but even to be fair, I think on Skins she was really good. Um, but yeah, like uh, she I think is like especially really like great, especially because like she has, I want to say one of the most convincing American accents I've ever heard in my entire life. Like I would yes. not have guessed based <laughs> yeah. on like if I didn't know she was from Skins that she was not American. Like I know a lot of people have been surprised and they find out that she's not American because it's okay. very convincing. Uh, me being one of them, I, I I remember that whole that whole uh thing, where um because I like I, I saw her in this and then uh, I saw the Maze Runner movies and then uh, she was also in a uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon yes, City, which I thoroughly um, enjoyed. Yeah, I did too. Like uh, I saw it because it, due to your recommendation, because uh, I was just like, ah, eh, this looks alright, but like you watched it and you said no, I I I dug it, so I watched it and I dug it as well. But um, I I kept seeing posts on twitter regarding like uh whenever like the cast of skins would would get together like do reunions and all that stuff and like she would be in a picture with daniel kalua and like other like cast members and like oh like you know uh our 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 our, our, our heroes from skins you know reunited or some shit like that they would say on twitter Deb Patel, also i keep forgetting Deb patel yeah yeah and um see here's the thing I was aware of Skins, but I didn't realize I was aware of the MTV version, the American yes. version. Oh, and, God. And oh, like, dear God. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's it's the being human uh, uh, argument all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I might actually hate that version more, which is actually that's a, that's a considerable accomplishment. <laughs> I'm going to have to warn Morgan about this one. <laughs> um, hi, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's, it's like Bonnie's 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 like you're triggering me. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but um, 
Like I, I heard him mention that Daniel Kaluuya was on there, and I was like, oh, he was. You know what I'm saying? Well, I never watched the show, but I was aware of it. So it's just like he very well could have been. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know. So like them saying like, uh, like, uh, oh, like you know, they're reunited, and it's like him and her in the picture is, uh, you know, what I'm saying, I was like, oh, she was on there too. That's cool. But then, like, I saw an interview with, like, I don't know if it was him or her, where they were talking about, like, um, the, the relationship where he's, like, the godfather to her, to her, to her uh, children or something. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we were friends for years. We were childhood friends, even before Skins, you know what I'm saying? We we lived close by, so we used to hang out as kids. And I'm like, wait, um, so did Danny Kalua live in, uh, in America for a brief time? Or did she live, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and then, like the thought hit me, wait, is she fucking British? And so let me let me look for like an interview with her real quick, like. And I like, you know, typed in uh, Kaya Scalario, uh interview, and sure enough, hi, I'm Kaya, you know, in a British accent, and I'm like, holy shit, she is British. Everything in my life is a lie. And then I remember. <laughs> mentioning that and you was like she was on skins and i'm like i never i didn't even know that was a british show i thought it was just an american show i didn't know there was a british version like so i was completely caught off guard and it's just like uh like it's just you know it's just that moment it's like it reminds me of uh when i found out that uh, jeffrey wright was not actually dominican uh, <laughs> it's it it just like like I remember, like, Max's mom was like, no, he's not. I was like, he's not? She was like, because she was aware of him before uh, Shaft and, and like, his, his his great performance in Shaft as a people's, the Dominican drug lord. Um, and she was like, no, he is a black man. You know what I'm saying? I, he's... Say, I think the only one in the main cast for that that's fucking American is Sam Jackson. Because Tony Collette isn't. Fucking Christian Bale isn't. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, I was just like... Um, like this was the same thing where I was just caught off guard, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, uh, it, you know that, that 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 continuous thing where it's just like you 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 enjoy an actor and they give such a great performance, and then it's like when I found out uh, um, Gary Oldman was British uh, <laughs> after after seeing him in fucking uh, The Professional, uh, Leon, uh, as as you know, probably. I, it, well, as it's actually known, but you know, I saw it as a professional, so I continue to refer to it as a professional. And then, uh, uh, True Romance, and I found out like he is a British man. Um, you know what I'm saying? But he's it's also just, he's a master of fucking accents. Like, I mean, oh yeah. Exactly, like, I, the reason I kind of like he became my favorite actor was because like when I watched True Romance, um, I thought back on watching him in like Fifth Element and like watching him in Professional. And like whatever, and I was like, "Wow, dude, this dude can literally do fucking anything." Like it's like he is like perfect. Uh, like he can do like completely different dudes. Like, and there is not for one second a question in my mind that person really exists. Like it doesn't feel like acting. No, yeah, like and 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 funny enough that True Romance is my favorite performance from him, even though mm -hmm. he's in it for like five minutes. Me too. But but it's, it's like the best five minutes ever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a little, when did I post about that? Where it's just like uh, his his confrontation with uh, Christian Slater is probably one of the, mo the, the most underrated acting face off. Because, like, I mean, everybody, you know, knows how great uh, uh, an actor Gary Oldman is. But I think people, like, um, don't really, like, pay attention to that with Christian Slater. Even though well, that's Patricia's the whole thing with, yeah, I think the whole thing, like, I remember Quentin talking about with True Romance, where he was just like, when they first cast, like, Christian Slater, he was just like, what and then like um he was like but when he saw the movie 
he was like he managed to scrape away all of the movie star veneer and make him believable as like a minimum wage kid. And I was like, that is fair. Like, I definitely think like pretty much from top to bottom, like everybody in the movie is bringing a level of acting that like, I mean, to, to be told, a lot of them were underrated actors at that time. Like at the time, no one knew Brad Pitt was going to win a fucking Oscar later on. Yeah. No one fucking knew Pritchard Arquette was going to win a fucking Oscar later on. Like, mm. yeah. it's like everybody from top to bottom was basically just like, kind of like, Oh, this like whatever this like burgeoning star, and then it's just like, oh no, they're actually a good actor. I mean, yeah, and you could say the same thing with like Dennis Hopper because like yep. Dennis Hopper was like still kind of like, uh, like making his way back into like the, the consensus that he he is a great actor. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, everybody was just thinking it was like you know dirty hippie, uh, uh, drug addict and all that stuff, and like you know like with performances like that, and even going way as far back as fucking. Uh, 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 Blue Velvet, you know what I'm saying? Like, showcasing just how great he's are. And he probably does have the most memorable scene. And what... Uh, I, I realize we've we, we gone off on a wild tangent here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like... Like we we do we we have to have a, a, another show that we have not started yet where we could be talking about true romance fine. on we'll end. Save it, we'll save it for that then. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we must we must return to crawl, <laughs> even though we're probably going to go off on many more tangents anyway. But like you know, I, I I don't give a shit. It's my show and I can do what I fucking want on it. And if I want to talk about true romance, I just feel like I I know I'm going to get long winded on true romance, <laughs> and I do want to have a thorough discussion. But we must. Talk about crawl, <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, she, she, she's, she, yeah. I mean, I have not seen Skins, obviously, as I, I've just iterated, but uh, from what I've seen of her, um, she, she is, she is a great actress. You know what I'm saying? And she does, she does a damn fine American accent to the point where I. Well, I would you know, argue, like as I'm saying, like I think she has um, probably, if not the best, definitely my favorite character on Skins, like um, like the, the, the what she brings to Effie. Like, it's why, actually why I watched, um, because they did, like, um, they did the series, and the way, like, the the show worked was, um, because obviously kids grow up, um, and they're casting actual teenagers to play the parts, um, basically every, they did, like, three generations, um, where basically, like, they would do, like, two seasons, um, with one group of kids, and then, like, do two seasons with, like, another group of kids, and, like, whatever, and then, like, the end, they did, like, three, like, movies, like, wrap-up movies. And by far, my favorite and the most memorable to me was the Effie one. Um, because of, like, just her performance is just fucking spectacular. Yeah. Um, I always thought that she was really good. Um, and I think it's funny. It's like, now that I see her, it's like, I actually, I, I really wish that, like, she worked more just in Hollywood. Because I'm just like, I think that, like, she just is incredibly underrated as an actor. Like... And, like, which isn't to say, like, the other Skins alums, like, it's weird. That show had such a weird fucking eye for talent. Because, like, like as I said, like, there's Daniel Kaluuya. There's fucking uh, Nicholas Holt. Like, there was Dev Patel. Like, there was, like, people who are, like, fucking big fucking Hollywood stars now that, mm. like, started from that show. And I was like, I feel like she really deserves to be kind of in that kind of, like, stratosphere. Because, like... I've never seen her not be great. And I definitely think in this movie, it is one of the best things. Cause again, she's like, she's basically carrying it to a large extent. Like, yeah. cause like, cause most of the movie is like the, cause the dad, cause the whole plot basically is that like, she's a girl who is 
a swimmer, but she's on the like she's thinks that she's plateaued and she might lose her scholarship. And like her sister calls um, while a hurricane is coming in to ask about her dad. Uh, she goes to check on her dad. Uh, she finds that her dad um, went back to their old house um, to do something and apparently got fucked up by an alligator in the process. And um, so basically for most of the movie, like Barry Pepper is there and it's like a foil for her, but like um, he can't, he's basically immobile for like huge chunks of it because mm -hmm. he's been fucked up by an alligator before the story began. Um, so it's like, it's mostly her show and she's really fucking like, she, she's fucking incredible. It is not as, I guess, in terms of like, her performance, but it's in terms of like her physical performance, like just the way, yeah. the, the way it's like, she like, the way that she feels like the, the, the kind of intensity of her like movements and everything. It just really. Yeah. Like you could say she like, uh, Barry Pepper in this movie is like a more awake Eric Stoltz and Anaconda. Okay. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, because I remember, like, one of the things about Anaconda was that uh, Eric Stoltz uh, is in the movie, but not really. Because, like, like, he's in, like, the first 15 minutes and he becomes immobile for, like, the rest of it. Including, like, brief moments where he wakes up to do something and then just falls right back out. Like, Barry Pepper is, like, essentially the same character, but at least he's, like, awake for a majority of his time on screen. Well, to be fair, I mean, I feel like there was, there's more characters in Anaconda, even though I will say, um, I don't dislike anaconda but i don't think i have the same affection for it a lot of people do mm. where like a lot of people like point to that as like because it's like um because this movie is kind of falling into the, the genre of like um like the monster movies but like the like the monsters are actual animals that exist yeah um it's not like it's like fucking tremors with the with the graboids like it's yeah. like just, it's actual monsters like the monsters are actual beasts that exist in real life yeah yeah and so like anaconda also falls into that banner but I feel like Anaconda is a much less successful execution of that. Um, well, I, again, I don't mean that in like a negative. Like I, I don't dislike the movie in any way. Um, but it's just like I just don't think like the thing. Like, the thing I think that Alexander Aja understood about this movie, and I think the reason this movie works is because it's like a lot of movies, a lot of fucking movies, um, have tried to rip off Jaws, um, including a movie that. Alexander Aja, Alexander Aja remade, and I would argue better than the um, than the like he did a better version of what was a Jaws ripoff mm. in Piranha 3D. Um, but like, I think that he has the of the of what I can think of, he has maybe the best understanding of why Jaws works. Yeah. Um, even more so, I would argue, than, like, the people who made sequels to Jaws, which I don't necessarily mean as an insulting, because I don't dislike, I mean, like, whatever. Um, but, like, I dislike some of the sequels. Um, but, like, uh, but even, like, Jaws 2, like, I think it's fine. Um, it's, like, the thing that, like, I think, because um, I remember, like, when I was a kid, we talked about when we did the Jaws episode, was, like, I didn't really like Jaws. I thought Jaws was boring. And mm -hmm. then, like, when I watched it as an adult, I was like, oh, no, like, this is basically a Kevin Smith movie with a giant fucking shark. Like, like it's basically, a, it's a monster movie that's also a Kevin Smith movie. I was like, this is very much up my alley. I just, it took me decades to get that. Mm. Um, and then this is a similar thing, although I think it's much more, like, tighter and more compact um, mm. version of that. Yeah. Um, but, like, where it's, like, it's very character-focused and character-oriented, but with a giant fucking, a couple of giant fucking alligators in it and some marvelous fucking kill scenes featuring those alligators. Yeah. Um, 
But, like, the reason it works is because of the fucking character stuff. And I think that's what he understood that a lot of people didn't. Because I think a lot of people took their takeaway from Jaws, as you can see in the, like, the Jaws ripoffs, was uh, that people were, like, frightened of, excited by, whatever, the giant fucking animal. And that wasn't actually what made Jaws work. What made Jaws work was the character stuff. Yeah. And um, this is an example of, like, why, like, if you do a Jaws ripoff right, why they still work is because all you have to do is just make it character focused, but drop a fucking giant fucking creature in there, and then everybody's happy. Like, because like, then, like, you, you're satisfying horror fans, but also, like, I, I know this movie got, like, really good reviews, and like, yeah. Quentin Tarantino included it, like, on his, like, best movies of the year, I think, in 2019. Yeah, I think and, that he stated this was, uh, uh, the movies that came out in 2019, this was his favorite. Yeah. And it's like, cause, because it's like, again, it's like, it's how you do this well. Because it's, like, it's like, it's not, it's very easy to do it just kind of haphazardly and probably still be profitable. Like, um, and it means to be fair and still kind of works. I remember like when I was a kid, I hadn't watched it since, but I remember liking like Orca. And like, I have no idea if Orca is actually good or not. Um, but I saw it when I was a child on WPIX and I was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> it's like, this is a killer whale. It's fucking killing people. This is fucking great. Um, <laughs> and I have no idea if it's actually good or not as an adult. Um, but then like, this is like, I know is rad because it's like, they fucking did essentially their own take on Jaws, but they just did like a much more kind of streamlined version of that. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean. I think Vice coined it best with like, but he was talking about predator movies. Um, but I, I, I think that goes for a majority of, of genre pictures that like the best ones are like the movies that are one movie and then uh, your, your plot kicks in. This is like, you know, for example, it's like a uh, predator is like a, a men on a mission movie. And then a predator shows up and it's like, this one is like a, a family drama. And then a couple of fucking uh, killer alligators show up, and like, and, and it's and it's fucking and, and it's rad. It's, it's just that you know what I'm saying. But like, like Aja like clearly understands you know what I'm saying every movie he's making, which is why like you know, all like his, his movies are so rad. You know what I'm saying? Like he never like once has like a misunderstanding of tone or what he's going for. It's just like, like compare this to, 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 to Piranha 3D, where, you know, Piranha 3D is a lot more playful. And this one is a lot much more serious. Like, you know, they're, 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 I don't recall any moments of like real humor in this movie. It's just like fairly serious, you know, where we're, we're, we're trapped in this house by a hurricane and killer alligators and, and we're fucked. And what are we going to do? And you know what I'm saying? But a large part of the time, it's just like, you know, this restrained father and daughter, like, you're just basically, you know, um, rediscovering their love for each other. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, due to, like, you know, this is extraordinary circumstances that they're trapped in. And, I mean, <clears throat> and, like, you know, they're, they're, they're finding their way back, back to, like, you know, their love and respect and admiration for each other. And that works tremendously, you know, with this movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, th that's why like Aja has always been one of my favorite filmmakers, and it's like it it's weird too because it's like he has a high level of success, but like it feels feels like he has to like earn his accolades. Well, I feel like it's like he's almost kind of like a journeyman director, um, which like he's yeah. also like an auteur, yeah. which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I think I think it's funny. Is like, I remember like um, talking about like Matt Reeves, um, like it came a while ago. Talking about like Matt Reeves, and like um, where people are like um, him being an auteur. 
And they were like, see, everybody fucked this all up because he was very good journeyman director. But because for whatever reason, people don't respect that anymore. He, they, they basically had to foist this auteur thing on him. And granted, I think he does really good things with it. Because I think that, like, obviously, like, his Batman is great. Um, Planet of the Apes, like, I, I think his work is great. But, like, it's like, like the thing I, the example I had used not too long ago, and, like, um, like Jackson kind of jumped onto uh, our friend Jackson Boren, um, was, like, Rob Reiner, where it's like, um, dude just made a bunch of movies that were just great. Like, then nothing, there was no particular, like, genre per se. They were all just, like, fucking, just dude got a script, made that movie, did a fucking beautiful job. Whether it be The Princess Bride, Spinal Tap, or fucking Few Good Men, like, fucking give this guy a script, he will direct the shit of it. That time has long since passed, I will say mm -hmm. that. But, like, that, there, there was a hot minute where, like, all of them were great. And I think Alexander Aja has a similar thing where he kind of doesn't have a particular, um, like, like authorial style. Yeah. Um, so I think people kind of don't give him, like, the same level of, like, kind of um, reverence. Um, but also I think it's made him into a probably ultimately more successful director yeah. because like a lot of guys, and I don't mean this as an insult, but like, for instance, like Eli Roth, where it's like, um, I truly love Cabin Fever and I really, really love Hostel. Um, but then he made a lot of movies I didn't care so much about. And to the extent that he made movies that I fucking hated. Um, and yes, he made Thanksgiving recently and I quite liked that a lot. Um, but like, it's very up and down. Whereas, like, I feel like there's a consistent level of quality to what Aja does and always has, has done. Um, that, yeah, he might not get credit for it, but at the very least, like, if you're in the know, you know walking in that you're going to probably get something good when you see his name hmm. I, I, as, as, like, the directed by credit. No, yeah, like, 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 I absolutely agree because um, I've seen majority of his movies. Like, I haven't seen Horns um i have seen horns although my only thing with horns is it was a weird situation like i kind of wish i had not read the book beforehand Cause, like i just read the book because um i've been a fan of joe hills basically since he started writing and um so i read horns like, right when it came out and i really liked it but i had like a movie obviously when you read a book like you have like you basically are making a movie in your head mm -hmm. um and so then when i saw the movie i was just like that's not where I was at all. Like, it's just like, but I did end up buying the Blu-ray a while ago. Um, because when we did the Hills of Eyes episode, like I realized um, I was missing a couple of Aja movies. Granted, there's one that I don't, there's one that's on Netflix, so I'll never get it. And one that's, um, I've never even heard of. Um, but like, so I was like, I'll never have a complete collection, mm. but I was like, I wanted to have at least everything that I could. Yeah. Um, so I got myself horns and mirrors, which was like the two I was missing. Yeah, I, I like I like mirrors a lot. I um, think mirrors is cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought mirrors was 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 pretty rad. Even though like uh, uh, I, I think I mean, and I and I think he's he's you know obviously a fantastic actor. Uh, but Kiefer Sutherland has kind of ruined himself for me with uh, his, his his show Twenty Four, because uh, every time he like he he goes into yelling mode, I just think of Jack Bauer. Um, like, you know, he yells a couple times in Mirrors, and it's just like, that's Jack Bauer. Like, <laughs> I mean, the only, thing, the only thing I will say is, like, um, it is weird that, like, a hot minute, I was under Raj's career 
was literally just remakes. Yeah. Because um, he went from The Hills of Eyes uh, to Mirrors uh, to Piranha. Piranha. Oh, no, I guess, uh, I think, um, no, yeah, no, Horns was after that. So, yeah, like, I think that was the order. And um, so it's like, it's, it's kind of fucking weird that was his thing. But also, that was kind of horror for a minute. So, like, yeah. be fair, him, like, doing that. But it's, like, considering where he started, because like, I'm not going to get fully into it, because I really want to do the movie at some point. But, like, I saw High Tension when it first came out. And, like, it blew my fucking brain. Same. And it was so, the only thing that was annoying was that, like, um, it was, to this day... Um, one of only two of the French Extremity movies, because I saw all of them from that point forward, but I liked only one other one. <laughs> like, every other one, I was just like, nope, this is not for me. <laughs> um, but but no, but like High Tension, I was just like, he had like, that thing is funny, is like, at that point, he kind of earned my loyalty, and it's like, he has, I remember that was my whole thing, is um, when they were first doing the remake of Hills of Eyes, I was just like, why the fuck would you make Hills of Eyes? So at the time I was like yeah. a fucking hoarder with a chip on my shoulder. And then it was just like, it's a guy who did high tension. I'm like, you, I have withdrawn my objection. You do you. <laughs> it's like, make this fucking movie. And then I saw it and I loved it. So it's like, I, yeah, no, I have no issue with like, yeah, I, I, I get better than the original Hills of Eyes. And like this, it's funny. Cause like this was also um, produced by like Sam Rainey. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because like, it also, in addition to having the strong Jaws vibes, like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe just me, but, like, tonally, I feel like there's a little bit of, like, Evil Dead in there. Like, a little, little like, a little, little like, a sousson of, of Evil Dead, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, like, you know, I, I feel like, like, you know, could could be considered, you know, like what people would consider a detriment now is that, you know, he he is like very much like a workman kind of like uh, uh, style of like filmmaking, but like it's also like his most accessible, which is why like he's probably one of the most successful of like the 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 splat pack as the, yeah. they were called. Um, well, I mean, I, he probably isn't the most. Cause, I mean, because no, I, no, that, um... <laughs> that, that's why I said one of the most. Not I was the gonna most. say. Yeah, like as you know. Swan is counting his piles of money, he's just like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> yes, as 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 James Wan uh, sleeps on, his, on the top of his giant pile of money with his beautiful wife. It's <laughs> 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 like yes, like, and it's funny too because it's like uh, we say this as uh, um, uh, his his uh, Aquaman two was recently released, and obviously it has not done as well as its predecessor, but it's wild that it's still. Um, kind of overperformed considering that uh, it was essentially thrown away by Warner Brothers and it still made more than like Black Adam and like fucking uh, what was the other one like the Marvels and all that shit like with no promotion no fanfare nothing it still made like over 400 million dollars at the box office so like obviously like there's something to this one guy you know what I'm saying that uh, you know like he 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 still could bring in the bucks even though when you throw his movies away but like yeah but with, with Aja like he's definitely one of the more successful uh ones from that group uh like you know with like Juan and uh Eli Roth even though Eli, like like you say Eli Roth has been hit and miss in his career you know what I'm saying but like like yeah like Aja has done considerably well you know what I'm saying um I mean like you you could like I don't know if like you could 
basis success of the Hills of Eyes remake on like how much people were just knowledgeable of the original and just how much people were just like, you know, this is just a rad movie. Um, and it's like this, you know, all this is like this is just a rad remake of the original. And then like Piranha, um, like Piranha, I think could be morally attributed to him and shit because I don't think anybody really gives a shit about, it, even though it was directed well, also, by the, the thing with the thing with Piranha that I thought was insane was it like and I, I wasn't about Piranha, so I'm not gonna blow my one on that, but yeah. um, like was like a lot of people didn't seem to get the point where it's like because speaking of him kind of understanding the assignment, yeah, like I knew what it was like just before even like walking into it like i was just like i knew what it was going to be and a lot of people seem to think that that was like unintentional mm. like it's like it's like we're just like oh it's like so stupid i'm like yeah he's doing a fucking big like 80s horror movie like it's yeah. just like he's having it's because i was like have you seen the original fucking barama like that's joe dante just being like make not making fun of jaws but like kind of making fun of jaws ripoffs yeah. like so it's like he's doing what is the best thing for that project. Like if you take Piranha seriously, what the fuck do you have at that point? And it's like, it's kind of the same thing with this, where it's just like, I think it's just like you manage to like, it's, it, it's, it's, and it's, I think the evil dead thing it was like, in this case, like, it's like, it's taking a lot from Jaws. So it is taking itself pretty seriously, but there's also like, as I said, that there's like a soupçon of like evil dead where it's like, it's also kind of going into kind of over the top, kind of places especially where violence is concerned in the best yeah. possible way <laughs> oh yeah 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 like um there, there are a lot of like just like like really like neat like incredibly violent and gory moments like that well because one... he solves a problem which is like, <laughs> like the, the problem that exists when you have a movie that's only focused on two characters is how the fuck do you like have a body count yeah and it's like he literally just basically just brings people in to be alligator food and, and like <laughs> get killed in the most glorious fucking way mm, and it's, well, it's fucking awesome every time no but like it works like that because it, they, they're not just like i mean they're obvious canon father but like they're there to to move the plot along and serve a purpose you know what i'm saying to add tension to like the situation where like you know the, these two people are stuck in the house and like you know, they, they, they're trying desperately to, to get away. And then, like, people show up. And it's just like, hey, we could finally get out of here. And the alligators are like, nope. And then they fucking eat everyone. And then someone else shows up. And it's like, oh, finally, we can get out of here. And the alligators are like, nope. And we're going to take this cop and tear him into, like, several different pieces. Which is probably, like, the, the neatest moment of gore in the movie. When, like, they just fucking split that cop into, like, fucking, like, I do six like different that, ways. But I do love the, like, the uh, the looters' deaths. I love that the most, personally. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably the gnarliest moment is when uh, uh, Barry Pepper loses his arm. Yes. That's like, yeah, because it, like, it, it doesn't just bite it off. It, like, it snaps breaks it. Breaks it off, yeah. It, 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 it breaks it off, like, like completely bending it in, in entirely the wrong direction. And it's just like, you know, like, like I said about, it, like, he knows exactly how to portray gore. You know what I'm saying? Because like, oh, those moments are like, oh, wow, gnarly, oh. But that moment is just like, oh, fuck. Well, oh. you also you don't see it coming at all. Like, it's just like, yeah. it's like, at that, like, because like you, when they introduce the other characters, you <laughs> instantly know they are there to die. And that's not a bad thing. Like it's right. like it's it, it's it's not it's not unfun. It's not unpleasant. Um, it's like you know what they're there for, um, but you don't assume anything bad is going to happen to the main characters. Um, but the fact that 
it does in such a glorious fucking manner is so shocking, especially that late in the movie, that like, because it's like at the very end, um, <laughs> kind of adds a whole different layer of it. Because the other thing I think is interesting with this movie, in addition to being um, a family drama, in addition to being a monster movie, it's also a fucking, uh, like, basically a disaster movie. Yeah. Um, but, like, put, done really well. Like, it's like, there's been, like, other movies that have been disaster movies that clearly cost a lot more money that were not nearly as, like, uh, an effective um, portrayal yeah. of kind of the harrowing nature of, like, a disaster um, as this movie is. Like, I think like, the thing that's funny is, like, the main thing that keeps building tension in this movie isn't, the alligator. The, the alligators are basically like they're uh, they're always there and they're always a threat, but they're not the main threat. The yeah. main threat is literally just drowning. Like it's just <laughs> like because they're all like they're downstairs during a hurricane. They're in the basement during a hurricane. The mm. fucking place is filling up, and if they don't get the fuck out of there, they're going to drown. And Christ, the dad does briefly. Um, yeah, yeah, and. Um, the alligator is basically just what keeps them from getting out. It's yeah. kind of like almost like the whole idea of like um, in Alien, where it's like the alien being a gothic horror story, but solving the problem of like, how do you, like, why don't they just get out of the house? Yeah. Uh, it's the same situation where it's just like, it's a disaster movie, but it's like, how, how do you, like, how do they not just get the fuck out of there? It's like, because they'll die if they get out of there, they'll die if they stay. They're basically fucked either way, so they're mm. just trying to do what they can to get the fuck out of there and do the right thing. Like none of the decisions they make in the movie are any kind of like, um, even though I think it's stupid to like, judge that, but nothing is really like in defiance of logic at any point. Yeah. Like, which I think is really, I think it's it's it, it deserves some level of like praise. Nah, yeah, I, I agree, and I, and I, like you just made a good point because um, like we were just speaking about Christian Slater earlier, like uh. Like when you when you was pointing out like like you know um, his, his portrayal of like you know uh, disaster movies and stuff, like like there's there's a lot there in here that uh, gives me like uh, vibes from Hard Rain. Um, well, Hard Rain, like you know, like it was it was made. It's supposed to be like a big summer action movie, like and it got dumped in January. But what it really is is like a taut like uh, like heist thriller set in a disaster, and like you do have like those, those moments where. Uh, like the the characters almost drown in in a hard rain that's like really effective, and like I, I think that this is a movie that comes close to like matching that effectiveness of like what it is to like try to survive and like in a disaster like that, like especially for especially harrowing for me like, because it's like uh my 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 number one fear like you know fear like way of dying is drowning, like I I, I do not want to drown. I mean, like, you live in New York. You live in the Bronx. I'm confident you're probably gonna be okay. <laughs> no, like I said, but it's just like, uh, um, it's just to this day why I'm I'm a pool guy. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of the beach, is because like I have this fear of drowning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I do not want to. Like, my mother shared that same fear. Like, me and her both were just like we, neither of us want to drown. Like, that's. I mean, that's, to be fair, I'm also afraid of drowning, but I do think it's weird you're drawing a delineation between pools and the beach, as if one is more likely to like cause drowning than the other. Like, I feel like both of them are the same level of danger of drowning. Like, yes, but you don't know how I am at the pool and shit. You don't. You don't know. Like, I'm just splashing around in the shallow side. You know what I'm saying? Just like you know. 
like in 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 the in the four feet side and shit, just like right up to here in my belly, my belly button was just splashing around, making it look like I'm doing something. You know, saying having a good time, and that's it. That's enough water for me. I'm out of here. You know, bye. I go to the beach and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like it's swept up by a wave and shit. And like, nah, that ain't happening to me, buddy. <laughs> I, I cannot swim. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to die on this 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 dirty ass New York water beach. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, it, it's you know, uh, I, I was getting like like flashbacks to that, like particularly like. When uh, Barry Pepper's character, uh, the dad, he like, like he, he, he essentially does drown, and like she has to bring him back to life. But you know, and like it reminded me of that sequence from Hard Rain where uh, Christian Slade is about to drown in the jail cell, and like uh, Mini Driver, or as a, like as as Mike like hates a, as I put it, discount Andy McDowell. <laughs> 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 like, like, I mean, I like Mini Driver, but I always felt like she was discount Andy McDowell because they both have dark curly hair. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like you know, like they do like, totally different things. <laughs> like, uh, Jesus Christ! I know, I know, I know. Like, but like that was just like my like I like Mini Driver as an actress, but like that every you know, I always felt like that that was the vibe she gave me off was like you know, great value, Mini, uh, Andy McDowell. <laughs> I'm with Mike on this one. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah, because I remember I mentioned it on Twitter he called me out on it and she's like oh any doubt mcdowell didn't do this or that and i'm like that doesn't change my opinion <laughs> no i love them both for different reasons like i i, I don't know that uh mini driver could have done uh sex lies and videotape but i also don't know that annie mcdowell could have done goodwill hunting i don't know well like you know um uh, I mean, you're you're forgetting the one masterpiece that Andy McDowell has over Mini Driver, and that's the the the, the great Hudson Hawk. I hate you on so many <laughs> levels. Well, 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 we hate. I feel Hulk. like a a I don't like Hudson Hawk. B Hawk. Uh, I know, no, I I know a lot of people do. They're they're fundamentally wrong. That's fine. Um, but um, fucking guy. <laughs> but secondarily, I feel like the fact that you're uh, not only like putting Hudson Hawk over Goodwill Hunting or Sex Lies of Videotape, um, that's insulting in and of itself. Um, but the fact that you are calling Hudson Hawk into some sort of piece of like like magic ma- ma- majestic work uh, deeply troubles me. No, it's great. It's great. It's just like you know the problem with Hudson Hawk is that it was advertised as like fucking just another diehard type movie starring. Uh, Bruce Willis when it's actually just like a madcap comedy and like it thoroughly works and I, I love it as such. Like I like I, I'm not being I mean like I'm being I am being hyperbolic when I call it a masterpiece. But I, I do think it's an incredibly fun movie that was misunderstood and like you know it, it should be seen as is. And, oh no uh, no I, I watched it when I was a kid I liked it and then like I watched it as an adult because um one of my uh, ex girlfriends um her dad just like gave me like a bunch of boxes of DVDs he was like. I don't really need these anymore. You can just have them if you want them. And I was like, I didn't even look through them for like a long time. And then it was like during the pandemic, like quarantine period. Um, I was like, well, fuck it. Let me, let me look through these boxes. And like, um, one of the things I found there was Hudson Hawk. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll watch Hudson Hawk. And then I watched it. And I was like, so everyone was right about this movie. I don't care what anyone says where they're trying to reclaim this. No, they, 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 everyone, everyone that was, was spot on in that original assessment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I, and I, I, I would say I love Michael Lehman. 
Um, I like Heather's one of my favorite movies ever. Um, like Airheads, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, I am in no way insulting Michael Liam. Uh, and I, I mean, I like many Bruce Willis movies, uh, but I do not enjoy Hudson Hawk. Um, I don't disparage people that do. I'm puzzled by them, but I do not disparage them. Nah, nah, fucks with Hudson Hawk, and I am reclaiming it. Although I do think it's funny how, like, uh, everyone who made it, I think, hated it, including yes. uh, Richard E. Grant. Yes, I um, remember that. Yes. Did, was, it, was, it, like, was it uh, Mark Mode who, uh, like, was is is it like actually a fan of it? I think it, it, I might be mistaken, but like some some critic um, went up to Richard E. Grant to tell how much of a uh, of a fan he was of Hudson Hawk and how much he actually liked it, and Richard Richard Grant was like, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I guess I'm a fucking idiot too because I really enjoy Hudson Hawk. <laughs> anyway, no one disputing that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now yeah, like um. Uh, but like yeah, uh, I, I I agree with uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would fully agree with him because um, twenty nineteen, uh, like it's, it's, I will say it was my favorite of twenty nineteen, but it was definitely up there with crawl, like because I I really thought it was fucking rad, um, because like uh like yeah everybody came out and it's just like you know like I don't think it was screened for critics because like I guess like for, you know the studio was just. Uh, anticipating that they were gonna shit all over it, and then surprisingly, like critics actually thought very like highly of it, and like it, it got like you know, I mean, which doesn't really fucking matter because who cares? You know, what I'm saying you know, it's all about you know, you enjoyed it or not. And I really fucking enjoyed it, and I thought it was like great, great, uh, you know, piece of like you know, monster disaster movie, like you know, mashup. Um, and uh, I know like it was successful enough that they talked about doing a sequel, although we haven't gotten one yet. Um, the I know like he announced it when in 2021 that the, the work has began on the sequel to Crawl, but it's 2024. We haven't gotten it yet. I mean, to be I'm, fair, Alexander Aja has been doing other things. Yeah. Like it's not like he's just like fucking. I mean, I guess you could do it without him, but um, I that might be a factor. I don't know honestly, but I like I know that he's consistently worked since. Like I know he's like he did like um. I want to say it was in 2020, 2021 that he had done the Netflix movie. Um, I think it was Oxygen. I think it was called. Basically, it's it's like it's it's kind of like buried, but it's in space. Um, mm. And um, which also I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, it's very it's a very good like tension filled thriller. I think again, that's, I, I think the thing is like I think to like that's the weird thing uh, to me about people not giving credit to Alexander Aja is like because he's really versatile yeah. in terms of what he can do. Um, and like, cause it's like, in, in none of his movies, I guess, like, as I said, like, the, I think the reason that he does, kind of doesn't get, uh, credit is like the other, the other side of that is like, cause they're all so different. Like high tension is nothing like Piranha, um, like horns is nothing like crawl, like, and on and on and on. Um, and so like, he didn't have like, a specific style. So I guess people kind of overlooked that, but like yeah. in terms of crawl, it's funny. Cause like, um, it wasn't in like my top five of the year um, because like I know Booksmart was my favorite movie that year. I remember uh, what's what's time in Hollywood was like my second favorite movie of the year, and like Endgame um, was probably the third. And um, fuck you. And, <laughs> um, and um, but like after that, I would say like Marriage Story and probably like um, Jojo Rabbit. 
and which now everybody's turned on Taika and they can suck my balls. Um, but um, I and I mean the Billy specifically. Um, but um, <laughs> um, but um, but no, like I I will say that having said that, I'm pretty sure I've seen Crawl more than other than probably Hollywood and Booksmart and I guess Endgame. Um, I've probably seen Crawl more than anything else. Um, definitely more than Marriage Story or Jojo Rabbit, which I mean, I, I do enjoy, but like, um, I remember like, because Crawl is like, whenever it's like really rainy outside, I always like, basically at this point, I always put on Crawl because yeah. like, it's really good. It's funny because like for a long time, my kind of go-to was Identity. And then like, this has kind of replaced it. Not to say like, I, they don't like Identity. Like, I, 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 identity and Hard Rain um, if I'm not in the mood for crawl, also great stand-ins. Yeah. Um, but like, um, but crawl, as I was saying, like it's like a really good um, kind of um, straight ahead. I said like it's a really good disaster movie that also happens to have a giant fucking monster in it. So like, therefore, if I'm in the mood, like that I'm experiencing some sort of distress over an uh, a natural event occurring near me, it is also very cathartic to watch that happen to somebody else but with a giant fucking alligator, which living in New York is unlikely to occur to me. So therefore, it is the best case scenario for me watching it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, only shit like this happens in Florida. You know what I'm <laughs> like, fl- Florida, like, you know, the black hole of comprehension in all of the United States. Um, I know, like, uh, I know uh, certain people, most notably Morgan and uh, uh, our friend Erica, who say that about Nebraska. But, um, <laughs> nah, it's definitely Florida. Florida's like America's the fuck- penis. <laughs> <laughs> or America's vestigial tail. <laughs> um, whichever you prefer. <laughs> but no, that thing is like, because like, the, the reason, like, basically, the connective tissue between the two movies was the whole hurricane aspect. Yeah. And like, that thing is like, so it's like, that's the thing. I think it was funny. It was like, I was watching this, and they mentioned the whole like hurricane party thing. And I was like, that's the thing that kind of like bugs me out when I think about it. But now, now when I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the same thing as like when I hold up and watch the, the thing when there's a fucking blizzard outside is because like it's just weirdly like i don't know it's it's cathartic so i guess like that's the whole thing of like having a hurricane party so like whatever rock on um but no yeah like it's just like for me like i feel like and i mean it it is nice it comes up pretty often like i feel like um it doesn't come as often as like other movies obviously um but i feel like whenever people are talking about like monster movies like the last couple years people mention crawl that makes me happy like I'm, i'm always glad to see that yeah. Because, like, I feel like that's the, again, like, the weird thing about, like, Aja is because it's, like, such a, like, German style, I feel like certain movies kind of don't get mentioned as often, right. um, which bums me out. But, like, I do feel like I'm happy with how often um, Crawl and His Hills of Eyes and, um, I mean, I, I, I see High Tension fairly often now, which makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so, like, the fact that, like, I mean those come make this in this day and age like with people who especially in the case of like high tension who probably weren't even like fucking born yet when that fucking came out right. um that's pretty cool i think um and yeah so it's like for me it's just like really like it's just i don't know it's everything that i would want from this and like it's, i remember like i watched it in the theater because it was like one of the movies that i did watch based on a trailer because um i care what movie i saw but there was one point in 2019 where i saw trailers in the same movie for um, Crawl, Ready or Not, and this Blumhouse movie that I have since forgotten the name of. Um, 
And I wanted to see all three. One of them I have still not. Um, the Blumhouse movie I've since forgotten. I have not, I have not seen. But um, I did end up seeing Crawl and Ready or Not based on that and loved both. So it's like, it's, I do think, um, and it, but the thing is, like, the bummer of it being that it was kind of an empty theater. But like, but I said, like, it, it ended up making money and probably has made more money since um, in terms of like, because it's, it's weird. I don't think like it streams that much. I could be wrong about that. I honestly don't know uh, because I have it on Blu-ray, so I don't think about it. As do I. Um, but, um, but like, it's something that I, it still managed to kind of maintain a cultural foothold, like, uh, like five years later, um, without that, which I think is kind of cool in and of itself. So it's like, I don't know. It just makes me happy that like, it's like this really good straight ahead, like fucking just balls to the wall monster movie that like has managed to kind of stick in the public consciousness, especially in the horror community. Right, uh, absolutely agree. So yeah, after all, <laughs> after all <laughs> that, um, and um, so if you want to see us uh, on, uh, you know, Twitter and well, X and uh, all the various other socials, we're Chainsaws Claws. Um, we will not be talking about Hudson Hawk on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rob might on his account. Who can say? Um, that'll be that'll be a sad day for all of us. Um, but um, except for probably Billy. Um, <laughs> but, um, but see, I I I, I can't be fun of Max now because like I I don't I I now that I I know that he <laughs> that he feels some degree of sadness when I mock him. I have to I have to I have to shift focus. <laughs> you know what's funny too because I was thinking about it as like I was thinking about Max when we were having like a brief uh, uh, discussion on Hudson Hawk because it's like motherfucker you should have loved Bram Stoker's Dracula and you over here praising Hudson Hawk. <laughs> like well yeah like like I said I'm very hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, that was Rob. That was not me. I was not in any way. And then that's the first. That's the first time you could say it where it's actually true. <laughs> anyway, um, but yes, we're uh, we're everywhere. Um, basically, as Jane Sells Claus. I mean, including threads, which we don't post on, but um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter slash X, um, Blue Sky, um, and then obviously like any place where you might want to find us, podcast wise. Um, possibly to recommend to a friend, because, I mean, why the hell else would? Because you're already listening to us. Um, but, like, obviously, any place you look, uh, including, like, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, uh, fucking um, Apple Music, or, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, um, we're there. So we hope that you've enjoyed the discussion, and we'll see you next time. Bye.